listener production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 15th of June. And we start with breaking news out of the UK this morning. And authorities have delayed easing COVID lockdown measures by at least four weeks as fears grow over the highly contagious Delta variant. The delay is to allow more people to be vaccinated and to also have second doses of the vaccine, with new COVID case numbers growing by about 64% per week. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson says it's a sensible move to wait just a little longer. What we're trying to do now uh, by this this delay is to reduce the the current surge and we we think we can uh we can do that and we think that a two-week delay would uh would make a a substantial difference and a four-week delay uh, we think would make even more of a difference in reducing the overall number of of deaths and that's why we're uh that's why we're doing it meantime researchers say a headache sore throat and running nose and now the most commonly reported symptoms linked to covid in the uk Also making news this morning, less than six weeks out from the Tokyo Olympics, and the Australian swim team has been rocked by allegations of a toxic culture. Two-time silver medalist Madeline Groves withdrew from the swimming trials in Adelaide, blasting misogynistic perverts involved in the sport. While former Commonwealth Games gold medalist Dr Jenny McMahon has released a damning new report after more than a decade of research interviewing hundreds of elite swimmers and coaches, she allegedly uncovered a widespread toxic culture of coaching and body shaming. The Swimming Australia Board will meet today and say any allegations of misconduct are taken very seriously. A Tamil family could be free from Christmas Island detention as early as today. The Immigration Minister is expected to make an announcement this morning as their daughter Tanika, who turned four over the weekend, continues to recover from a blood infection in a Perth hospital. The family's lawyer, Karina Ford, says detention is no place for a child. Since she was about seven months old in detention, so had three birthdays there and, you know, clearly has suffered both both physical and mental health issues throughout that period. And medical experts are pushing for the NRL to do more to reduce the number of concussions players are suffering. It follows another shock retirement for the Sydney Roosters, with Boyd Cordner following in the footsteps of co-captain Jake Friend. Brain injury expert Alex Pearce has told the ABC the return to play criteria needs to be revamped. We now need to improve our protocols on when a player is actually ready to return to play rather than trying to rush them back too soon. We wouldn't do that with someone with a partially torn Achilles tendon. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we start in Victoria this morning and a manhunt is underway for two overseas cargo ship crew members who jumped off their boat at Geelong Port at the weekend. James Lake in Melbourne says after 48 hours, they're still on the run. They vanished into the dark and haven't been seen since Tash. Not only are authorities wanting to track them down for entering the country illegally, But there is also the potential they've carried COVID into the community because they've entered Australia without quarantining or getting a test. The boat they were on, which is used for transporting wood chips, docked in Geelong after leaving China on May 22. 
To Queensland and the state budget will be handed down today with the impact of COVID set to see a deficit for some time to come. Today's budget is also promising a record spend for health and education as well as investing in infrastructure to boost jobs figures. Our Brisbane reporter David Shiraz has the details. Good morning, Tash. Well, like most state governments, the bulk of the cash announced today will go on schools and hospitals with a commitment to build 10 new schools at a cost of a billion dollars. That's on top of a pledge of 300 new classrooms across the state. It's all about jobs with construction set to deliver around 1,600 of them. It's expected there'll be $20 million to help those fleeing family violence, providing safe access to housing. And the push to get Hollywood to Queensland, dubbed a safe haven for filming during COVID, will get a boost, with a more than $70 million investment there. It's all about throwing cash at infrastructure to keep Queensland ticking along. And it won't come cheaply with deficits expected for the years to come. And to New South Wales and high-performing professionals who want to become a teacher in the state could benefit from a major education overhaul. Our reporter Kim Bradish has the details from Sydney. Yes, Tash, high-performing professionals looking for a career change will get easier and fast-tracked pathways into teaching. The reform would allow academics and experts in certain subjects to do shorter, more flexible degrees, which take into account their existing knowledge and experience. The tele-reporting talks are underway between the state's education minister and universities. Sarah Mitchell says the best and brightest from other professions would be encouraged to become teachers, and right now there are too many barriers to entry. And she stressed the new degree wouldn't compromise on quality. The aim is to roll it out within a year. And now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. As we know, COVID has exposed some serious flaws in consumer insurance and with premiums continuing to increase. So we really need to look at what we're protected for and what we're not. Yeah, absolutely, Tash. And it's it's become a, a bigger problem right now. And overall, what's happening with insurance is that it is becoming more expensive and in some cases, less comprehensive. And speaking to several financial advisors has revealed that income protection premiums have actually increased in some cases by more than 70%. And what they're saying is mental health claims have been on the rise over recent years, understandably, and they're citing those as one of the reasons why rates are increasing. And consumers are now really stuck in a, you know, in a hard place. So typically, you're looking at type, three types of insurance coverage. You've got the life death, that's a lump sum when you die. You've got what's known as TPD insurance, that's a lump sum to pay for your living costs. And then you've got income protection, um, which doesn't protect you if you lost your job. It's more for illness or injury that stops you working. Now, the thing is, most of us do have insurance in our super. So you really need to check that so you're not double dipping. And one of the pros through your super is that there are fewer health checks. But a con is that it, it, the cover is limited and it can end. So if you change super funds or your contributions stop or your account becomes inactive, you may not have cover. So it's really important to see where you actually stand. And also remember, if you're under 25, you won't have insurance because insurance is an opt-in. And if there's interesting new research out today showing the top five capital cities in the world where people are dying with the most amount of money left and the top five where they are dying with the most amount of debt left. 
Yeah, so this just hit my inbox this morning and I thought it was very, very interesting. It's a new study by the UK Retirement Site, Our Life Plan, and it actually took an in-depth look at the spending and saving habits of different cities around the world to see exactly who's leaving the most when they pass away and who's actually owing the most. So leaving behind a massive is around £306,000 and that equates to about $560,000 Aussie dollars. That's what's left behind is, you guessed it, Swiss capital burn. Where else would they be loaded? <laughs> now, um, it actually it was revealed as the city with the, you know, dime with the most. Now, in second place was Luxembourg. But what I found interesting is Canberrians made third spot, um, leaving a massive 570,000-odd Aussie dollars. Um, mm. Says a lot about the politicians there, maybe. And taxpayer and, uh, funds. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and the city's dying with the most amount of debt in number one space was Seoul in South Korea. Uh, quite a massive amount of money there. In pounds, about 494,000 uh, pounds. That equates to uh, around 900,000 Aussie dollars. It's a lot of money. It is. Effie, thank you. <laughs> Time for sport now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, the oldest record in women's swimming was almost broken at the Aussie Olympic trials in Adelaide. Yes, good morning, Tash. Ariana Titmus sent a statement to American legend Katie Ledecky uh, last night, came within a fingernail of breaking that record in the 200-metre uh, freestyle. This was set back in 2009 in the now illegal super suit era. It was a phenomenal swim. That is flying. That's a 1.2-second personal best time. In fact, I think that is the greatest 200-metre freestyle we have ever seen from a woman because, remember, Pellegrini did that in a in super suit. suit back in 2009. That is Unbelievable. Grand Hackett there on Amazon Prime. Uh, Kaylee McEwen's hot form continues setting the fastest backstroke time in the world since 2019. That was in the 200 metre individual medley. So she is a name to look out for in Tokyo. How good is that? Such a great start for the Aussies. Now, where to now for Nathan Buckley, Brett, after the curtain came down on his long and prestigious career at Collingwood? Well, he'll take some time off, Tash, and then maybe land a role in the media. Hasn't thought about whether he could one day return to Collingwood. He's been there for the best part of three decades. The Pies certainly sent him off in style yesterday, beating the Demons by 17 points. That was just their second loss of the season. And he revealed what his final message was at three-quarter time. Three-quarter time was simply to say thank you to the players for their efforts to that point. You know, 30 minutes more of our football to get the reward in the short term. And the AFL has released the fixture for this weekend. Two matches move from Melbourne to Tasmania. We've got the Kangaroos and Lions in Hobart, and then the Hawks and Bombers will face off in Launceston. And the Dragons defending their dramatic list rebuild, bred after a disappointing loss to the Bulldogs. Yeah, making some big calls, Anthony Griffin. We knew about Matt Dufty, not offered a contract for next season. Then uh, at halftime or midway through that game yesterday against the Bulldogs, uh, the story drops that Corey Norman also won't be offered a contract for next year. Here is uh, Griffin's explanation about that. We've got some good young halves coming through and he understood and, and we move forward. But Dufty and Norman will continue to play this season. Those uh, young halves that he mentioned, he said, are either injured or not quite ready to step up. So some curious decisions being made at the Dragons, given their their a strong start to the season. They've started to fall off a little bit. Let's see if they can turn around. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. And a 10-year-old Sydney boy is recovering in a Perth hospital after a shark attack off WA's mid-west coast. Jackson Bartlett was snorkelling with his dad while on holidays when he was bitten on the foot off the coast of Coral Bay last week. He is told nine he saw the shadow, 
before yelling out to his dad. So dad, to dad there was a shark and then dad, I showed him my sword and then he rushed me to shore and then some other, and then all the doctors bandaged it up. Thankfully, Jackson is okay and says he'll be back in the ocean saying he still likes sharks, but is not keen on swimming too close to one in the future. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.